Welcome to Tech Driven Business brought to you by Innovative Solution Partners. In this first episode of a multi-part series, I welcome Matt Florian of Comerit. Listen in as Matt shares his thoughts on why companies are moving to a cloud-based data warehouse with such a sense of urgency. With data volumes growing, it's important for companies to take advantage of the power of new technology tools that Matt talks about, including Snowflake. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm doing fine, Mr. Dancer. How are you? Doing well. Uh, welcome to Tech Driven Business. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on my show. I'm very grateful to be a member of it and be part of this with you, man. Awesome. Awesome. So today we will kick off, uh, basically the idea is to uh, kick off a series of podcasts which will revolve around cloud-based data warehouses, and we would like to dive into this topic of why companies are transitioning to cloud-based data warehouses, right? And at the same time, what are some of the benefits that they are getting with this move? How does that sound to you? That sounds great. Let's get talking. Awesome. Okay. I, I know this topic is very near and dear to you, and uh, I'm, I'm very glad that we have you on our show, and um, this will be a great conversation. So let's start with uh, our why, right? Um, so why is it is so important right now moving to a cloud-based data warehouse and the urgency? I think there's, there's two components of this, right? Why is it important for companies? And at the same time, what is the urgency behind it? Sure. Well, I think that a lot of companies have taken a fair amount of time in the last several years of getting their processes in place and fixing processes with you know, implementations of like SAP and other large ERP at the same time, you have other parts of the business that are trying to get processes in place with a Salesforce or other CRM and other tools out there like that. And in each of these platforms, they've been operating fairly independently, and you can do a lot inside of SAP. But the getting the full value, I think businesses are looking to get leverage full value of those those implementations, that investment, by blending that data with other data, with other stuff. And that's why there's a big urgency and a big move, because it's just being able to do that and do it easily. That makes sense, yeah. I think uh, one one key word that I I got out of this um, uh, conversation is you mentioned SAP being a central focal point for a lot of companies, but at the same time, they do have these other systems uh, where they want to bring in this information together and blend it together, right? Right. And even, we see this a lot with SAP implementations, right? That they, SAP is able to manage a good part of the process, but it doesn't always manage all of the process. There's still other third-party applications outside of the SAP ecosystem that are part of the business process and part of the outcomes of the business. And so if you're measuring your outcomes, you have to look at all that data together. For sure. For sure. I think that brings up uh, another point, like, you know, what are some of the benefits of moving to the cloud? Like we talk about cloud in a lot of different contexts. Like when you talk about data warehouse and going to a data warehouse based cloud, what are some of the benefits that you see? Well, a lot of the new modern data warehouse and cloud applications up there for data management. Focus the 
the purchasing and the you know how you procure that is a whole different paradigm today than it was even even you know, five years ago. You know, five years ago we talked about moving to the cloud and putting stuff into Azure Data Warehouse or Amazon Redshift. And when you did that, that was good, but you're buying you're you're buying capacity way way up front. And some of the more modern warehouses, more platform. I, I try not to use the warehouse term over overboard here, but the modern data platforms out there really moved over to a utility model where you're charged just for what you're actually using, and and combining that with serverless technology where you're spinning up compute as needed on demand and scaling it. All things that we can't do in even some of the traditional AWS infrastructure and definitely could not do on premise. So we have such flexibility to solve big problems with data with these cloud applications done smart. Yeah, I think uh, the, the key word I, I hear from a lot of customers, and you mentioned it a couple of times here, is scalability, right? Um, and, and then the ability to to control that, which which is not available, or which was not available earlier um, in in the traditional uh, data platforms, right? If you want to use that terminology, right. right? So this is a big it's a big win, especially when the data volumes are growing at a very rapid pace, and you do want to have that flexibility. Um, and I think uh, you do get both of them with this with this new. Uh, move or the, some of the benefits that customers are seeing in real time now, right? Right. And if you think about, you know, you know, we'll pick on SAP for a minute, but when you think about the the infrastructure that we have to design and build out for SAP, for, for a lot of those implementations, you have to pre-plan everything that you're going to do. And once you go outside of that planned infrastructure, then it requires replanning. And so businesses will often limit themselves to what data they're going to do in there, not because of the limitations of the data, but limitations of the infrastructure. So if I can change that dynamic and say, let's do this over in, say, a Snowflake data platform and do this inside of Snowflake, well, inside of Snowflake, I can scale the, that infrastructure the compute resources up and out dynamically. And that's something that you really cannot do inside of an SAP or even Azure Data Warehouse couldn't do that kind of scaling. So it's anybody that's able to make that easy like Snowflake did, that is a proof point right there to why we should move into the cloud. Yeah, definitely, that, that makes sense. I mean. Um... I think that that being said, let's talk about some of the choices available. I think that is one of the the key questions a lot of customers are are looking for. You know, um, now after COVID has been over, there seems to be a lot of things are happening in the cloud, especially with the amount of choices customers have. I mean, would you like to share some uh, experiences about what are the, some of the data platform choices that are available and how? Do the stack up, like, you know, from, from your perspective? Well, so we've had opportunities to do cloud computing, cloud, build data warehouses in the cloud for you know, several years now. 
and in AWS and and even Azure were very early into the game of what you could do. And they followed a model that was you know, the they that procurement model inside of the cloud that says, hey, buy this much pre-capacity and you want to purchase that capacity. And that worked well. And, and I would tell you, I mean, when we first did some Azure data warehouses, those, those warehouses screamed. We moved stuff off of, you know, legacy on-prem into Azure and it, it was performing tremendously. But it also didn't scale and it didn't, and how we moved data in was more complicated. And it, it kept a lot of the legacy mentality about infrastructure in place that you had to pre-plan for. And so we didn't really see all the benefits that we should have seen out of it. The same can be said with, with AWS and Redshift. Same kind of mentality, same idea. And it wasn't really until it said that that Snowflake model came out that that disrupted the marketplace. And I think you hear so much about Snowflake as being one of the predominant tools and platforms talked about today. That's because it's utility, right? It's if I can service 50 queries with one set of compute, then I am only charged for that one set of compute for the seconds in which I use it. And then it turns off. And if I need to go and open up another room, it's like having a, you know, a, a big conference center. If I can service everybody in one room, great, I'm paid for one room. But if I need to spill out into three rooms, I can just spill out into three rooms, turn the lights on and run it until I don't need those other two rooms again and then come back down into the one without any interactions, without any really taking action. And that's such a big difference in the compute and how we think about data. But it also required at the same time that we end up needing to change how we think about how we're putting data in and building that data. It's a, it's a complete mind shift entirely. That makes sense. I mean, I think, uh, and I think that's the key piece, right? How you are able to get the flexibility um, and then control what you want and what you don't want at any given time, which is a lot of customers are asking for, especially when they don't know what the end state is going to look like, right? I mean, this is what I need now, but it may change in in a few months, depending on what kind of information they want to bring into the into the platform and 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 reuse it, right? So, right. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. Well, let's 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 move away from this topic. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, on a personal note. Like you've been doing this uh, technology for quite some time. What are, what are some of the the biggest accomplishments that you see um, you have accomplished um, over the your personal or your professional career? Biggest accomplishments, professional career, <clears throat> is besides maintaining your career as long as I have. That's that itself can be an accomplishment, <laughs> but there you go. You know, the it's funny. Early on in my career, I I was on a project for when I worked as a consultant for IBM, and we built an oncology database for Emory University, and this database the the contract issues as can be run into. 
but the the client really wanted a a Cadillac for a database and platform what they had, but they had the money for a Yugo instead. And we built a, just a very streamlined platform and data engineering to build out this oncology database and take all this clinical data that in the end, off of a low cost ETL tool that at the end of the year end up winning awards for the actual design and implementation because it was, it, it wouldn't identify all these clusters, all these clusters where cancer was occurring and fed and resulted in, in policy changes and all this great stuff that happened with it. And it was, it was done off of a low cost solution to a big problem. And it's, when you can achieve something like that, simplicity to solve something big, man, it's, it almost doesn't get much better than that. That's a great story. That's a great story. I think at the end of the day, I think it's just a lot of folks talk about data and, and building these huge data warehouse solutions, right? Um, what is that it's solving, right? And if you are solving a business case where the organization can see the value right off the bat. And I think that's what really stands out. And that's what I got out of this story. So yeah, really awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think this is really good. So that kind of, kind of, kind of gets me into my next uh, question. It's, it's a nice segue, um, which is the real meat of the, of the, of this conversation, right? How can organizations make the right choice? I mean, this, there's a lot of choices, like you mentioned earlier, um, how can organizations make the right choice of picking the cloud data warehouse that works for them? What would you tell them? So what I would tell them is, is to, to stop and take a look at what their end goal is for analytics and what it is that they're, what type of measures and outcomes they're really trying to get at and build from there. Don't, don't try to jump to the finish line without building a good quality data pipeline. We can rebuild things so much faster than what we used to now that being being resistant to changing this because you're afraid of, of the cost and effort that it will take to rebuild your pipelines that you have, the tools that exist today, we can rapidly build and improve on pipelines. So, it's taking a look at all the tools that you have and getting down to the, again, the simplest set of solutions to solve your biggest problems is achievable and it, it can be done. So it, it seems like, uh, to me, it seems like almost like uh, know your end state and then kind of work backwards. And as long as you can, you can see your end state as an organization, I think it's much easier to make the right choice in terms of, these clusters of, of choices out there for customers, right? Right. Yep. And we help customers with that all the time. Definitely. I think, and I think that's the key word, right? Especially when, when, um, when there are choices, there are always confusion, right? And, and the confusion takes over the choices sometimes. And it feels like you're going in a direction, but you're not sure if the direction is correct or not. Um, unless you have that insights, like you mentioned, start with the end state and then, look back and see what you need to achieve and how you can achieve that. Right. It's, so that's, it's a, that's a great advice. Thanks. 
it's confusion and just being stuck in old ways of thinking. And I think, and that's a mindset, right? I mean, and, and we talk about change management, especially when it comes to going to the cloud-based data platforms, right? There is a, a huge change management involved in this whole process. Yeah, and yeah. I think we could we could have a whole episode just on the change management of going to the cloud. And and that's the goal. So I think uh, what we what, what do you want to do with this uh, episode right now is to kind of set the stage uh, of what's coming next, especially. Uh, we talked about the choices. We talked about what should be the, the right way to go, move forward, especially when you are trying to start on this journey or maybe you're in the middle of the journey and you're not seeing the results, right? Um, all of those different topics that we can, we can we, we will cover them as we move along in this, in this series. What is one of the key takeaway that you want to leave with the listeners today? The key takeaway for those that are looking at at cloud analytics and go into the cloud is, is to not wait to take that journey. Start it. You can start it with a small project and then build up, but start the journey and start getting there and, and going through that transformation. It's, it's not a painful trans- transformation, but it is a transformation and start making it happen. Don't wait. Don't wait for the next thing to come out. There's always something else coming out. But there's some outstanding tools to go and make that move today. And there's no reason to wait anymore. Uh, what a great advice. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I think, and, and that's what, I, what I'm hearing. And I, I keep seeing that uh, time is of essence, right? Especially when folks are looking at moving that leap of faith into this new platform. Uh, it seems like, the approach has changed. You know, in, in the past, you're, you're planning it out for so long and then you get on the journey. Now, it seems like the journey is almost here for you. You just need to get on it and, and, and move on forward. Absolutely. Well, it's a, it's a great uh, conversation with you, Matt, and uh, I'm really glad that we, we were able to cover this topic today. Thanks for listening to Tech Driven Business brought to you by Innovative Solution Partners. Matt gave a great overview on the power of a cloud-based data warehouse and why organizations should consider the move. His main takeaway, don't wait. Start with a small project and build up. There will always be something new to come down the pipeline. We would love to hear from you. Continue the conversation by connecting with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Learn more about Innovative Solution Partners and schedule a free consultation by visiting isolutionpartners.com. Never miss a podcast by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Information is in the show notes.